Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, April 12th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, enter our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. Today was the first day all year that I didn't have to check my phone to remember what date it was because, ladies and gentlemen, I've been saying it for over a month. It is April 12th, trade deadline day it's finally here. I am Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi. With me today is longtime Red Wings fan and a kidney stone survivor, Ethan Smith. Ethan, well, welcome back. What's going on, pal? How's it going? Hi. Happy Sunday. It's good happy to be. It's Sunday. great to be here. I love the energy. Love the energy on this <laughs> trade you. deadline Sunday. Uh, and we also got sports encyclopedia, Detroit Twitter savant, uh, <laughs> cult classic, whatever you want to call him, Scotty Bentley. Scotty, what's going on? It's going well. Uh, and, and then I would like to welcome producer Brian to the show. Obviously, shout out producer Brian always, every single day. I'm glad we actually got him on the show last week. That was that was pretty yeah. electric. Uh, but yeah, Ethan, I, I realized last week that I always forget to shout out producer Brian. So now it's Scott's job to introduce Brian <laughs> after I introduce him. Oh, so, OK. I love that. Uh, and, yeah. and then Brian <laughs> introduced re. Cause gonna cut a little th- like five yeah. second clip of him that introducing Nolan. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna so go ahead, on. Brian. And now it is my pleasure to introduce host of the Locked On Red Wings podcast, Nolan Bianchi. Nolan, let's get this show on the road. All right, uh, we're gonna talk about the NHL trade deadline. What we know so far, Steve Arsman actually pretty active over the weekend, uh, a little more active than I, I guess I thought, because I, I think over under two and a half trades, I took the under on that. Um, that being said, some interesting deals, like nothing that really makes you come out of this weekend being like, hell yeah, Steve Arsman, baby. But we'll go all o- over all of them. We're going to start with the uh, Friday night deal with Patrick Nemeth going to Colorado. We'll work our way into the three-team deal with the Lightning Blue Jackets and the Red Wings. And then in the second segment, we're going to go over the Merrill trade because I think that one, there's, there's some things to debate uh, on that front and maybe signals to be had because of the deal that was made. So we'll start with the Patrick Nemeth deal. He got shipped to Colorado for a fourth, kind of just a uh, not really unsuspecting, like Patrick Nemeth was a guy who his name didn't come up a lot during trade deadline season. But I think, you know, I, I saw him like randomly mocked here and there. Shout out Tony Wolick. He was one of the guys uh, at the hockeywriters.com who, who kind of in a lot of mock trade deadlines that I was reading had Patrick Nemeth going to Colorado. Uh, just your overall thoughts on that. Nothing too crazy, but Hey, we got a veteran defenseman out of here and, and got a fourth round pick in the process. Ethan, we'll start with you. Well, um, I know off record, I had put in uh, my pick is for what we get the most of is fourth round. So I was happy to see that right off the bat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, same here, same here. Well, plus two, um, Patrick Nemeth, I guess it makes more sense. I was thinking more of on Colorado side, 
it makes a lot of sense because I mean, he's a phenomenal defensive defenseman. Um, he's not going to do a goddamn thing for them in the offensive zone, but he's going to be a great <laughs> little stopgap for them in the, in their, uh, last D pairing for sure. Uh, I'm happy to see that. I want to, I want to see Colorado go really deep this year in the playoff. So yeah, all for I mean, it. if, if an ex Detroit Red Wing gets a ring, that's, that, I guess. The, yeah. Last year we had an ex Detroit Red Wing or a current Detroit Red Wings executive just miss out on a ring. And that was like the same thing uh, from, from the Colorado standpoint, like he was a guy who was with Colorado. I agree with you. I think it makes a ton of sense. And, and, especially because of the fact that like I was happy that the Red Wings were able to move him because he really hasn't had the best season. Like I think he, he at least myself uh, and obviously Jeff Blashill, by the way, put the line pairings together. He came in thinking like, he's probably going to be a top two defenseman for this team. He was like to start, he had some, some rough goings at the beginning playing with Philip Peronic. Philip Peronic suffered a little bit uh, because of that, but overall just, just not as reliable as he was, last season and uh on an expiring deal detroit retained 1.5 million dollars of the three million dollar cap hit uh overall you know kind of from that sense a solid deal for colorado but what do you got scott yeah no i i think this is good value for both teams to be honest i i think this is a fine deal for colorado they add some depth uh they don't have to eat the entire salary it's an expiring deal why not um, they're only giving up a fourth rounder. And then on the flip side for us, we're, there is literally no point in holding on to him. And I feel like I've said that like the last three episodes about eight different people, but like there's, there's no reason for us to hold on to him at all. So anything is something it's a solid deal. I, I am kind of surprised looking back on it that, um, he wasn't in more of our, like, people are most expected people to get moved mm-hmm. um you know in, in hindsight's 2020 obviously but i mean that's a that's yeah, good value and and uh it, obviously with retaining part of it we can more than afford that yeah like why not i i think it's pretty good value for both teams to be honest i uh, it's not gonna move the needle a ton either way but it's a nice depth piece for them and and we get a fourth rounder out of it so sure uh and then on saturday Detroit gets busy again. They're in a three-team deal. Uh, not as not as much star power to this one from the Red Wings' point of view, uh, but basically they trade with the Blue Jackets, uh, Brian Lashoff for David Savard. Uh, the Red Wings what then trade steal. with the Lightning, Savard for a fourth-round pick, and then the Lightning then send Brian Lashoff to the Blue Jackets for a first and a third. So. Ultimately, Tampa gets uh, Savard. They also get Lashoff. Uh, Columbus gets a first and a third, and a first in 2021 and a third in 2022. And then the Lightning loan back uh, Brian Lashoff to the Grand Rapids Griffin. So he's still going to be their captain. And the Red Wings also get a 2021 fourth out of the deal. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of people, including myself, or I saw a lot of people going against people like myself where I was like, Oh, they got Brian lash off for a fourth. And like, obviously that correct. That wasn't the case. They basically were just a, a cap space overflow thing. Yeah. And they had to bring something to the table. So uh, why not bring something to the table that you're not actually going to lose? Yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's incredible for us. <laughs> I mean, like we, we get a fourth rounder for like checks, notes, nothing. So like, yeah. sweet. I mean, that's, that's sick. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to be mad about this from, from a Wings perspective. 
uh, the the trade as a whole. I uh, I mean, sure. I really only care about the fact that we got a fourth round pick for literally nothing. That's a plus. Sure. Yeah. You know, I just wonder how Brian Lashoff thinks about this, but I just, you know, he has spent his entire career here. Yeah. It was kind of like a little, Hey, you're going to get traded, but you're not really going to go anywhere. I know. I, I wonder if that was communicated to him, like it before the been. fact, or if he was like, what? I got it. Yeah. I got it. I'm the captain. <laughs> I've been here my whole life. We've talked about this before, but like the fact that Brian Lashoff is uh, only 30 years old is like the craziest thing in the entire world to me, because yeah. when he was with this team in 2013, I thought he was like a veteran defenseman that they, like got out of nowhere. And I don't know why I thought that like, he's a guy who climbed through the system. He was drafted by the wings. Uh, and for some reason I just was like, Oh yeah, this is an old guy that they signed or like traded for or something like that. Uh, so good to have Brian Lashoff staying in Detroit. Good to have that extra fourth round pick. Uh, and it's good to have a built bar on days where you're not going to know where your next meal's coming from. That's right, folks. Uh, built bar. It's the perfect snack on the go. I'm a guy. I'm always, you know, at least uh, in, in normal times, I'm like going to games I'm making long drives I'm going to practices, doing press conferences, things like that. And really when you're out and you're buying food, you're probably a not eating very healthy and uh, B probably spending a little bit more money than you have to. So what I do now when I'm on the go is I just get a bunch of built bars. I put them in my car, maybe not so good of a strategy over the summer, keep them in your fridge, then move them to your car when you need them. Uh, but I like to just kind of have them around and they're, they're my meal replacement snack because you get 20 grams of protein. You get uh, only 180 calories, only five grams of sugar, only five grams of net carbs. It's the perfect snack for the health conscious guy on the go. It's great for the keto diet. When you go to builtbar.com right now and use our promo code lock 15, you will get 15% off of your next order. Uh, when you go to pil- purchase the most delicious protein bars on the planet, uh, use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Right from the face off, Red Wings control, Conwall to Centerberg. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the new Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So on Sunday morning, I actually don't know when this news came through because I've been waking up at like 12 to one o'clock lately. Uh, And so I'm like, I'm just completely disoriented when I wake up and I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, when did this happen? Like last night to me is like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, Late last night at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, the Red Wings trade for John Merrill. I actually don't know when it happened. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, and And a bit of an underwhelming type of deal. And I don't think anybody was expecting to get the world for John Merrill but he was a pretty good, reliable defenseman. He's on a cap hit that is like $950,000. And in return, the Red Wings get a fifth round pick and Hayden Verbeek, who is Pat Verbeek's like grandson or nephew or something like that. So some, some, I can't remember, uh, some association to Pat Verbeek, who is within the Red Wings organization. I really, really, really was very underwhelmed uh by the return on this um i guess we'll we'll kick it to one of you guys for your initial reaction yeah i mean i really like john merrill um i thought he really fit in well with the team 
thought he played a good game. I thought he played a game that we really kind of needed here. Um, similar to Nemeth, another really good defensive defenseman. And I don't want to lie, it's a little – I don't care. You know, hey, I get – I don't, you know, hey, I can't comment on the Verbeek thing. I don't so, know. He's so hey, he'll actually, never play a game for the Red Wings. No, I'm I'm assuming he won't. Uh I got Solid the intel bet. from uh Scott Matla, our buddy at uh Locked On Canadians. Uh he basically just told me fat or very, very fast. Uh he's a fourth line guy in the AHL, missed most of the year due to COVID, but a fun depth piece for an AHL team. That's not anything that's gonna be moving and, and shaking. Uh on that front. And, and like, I know we were just talking like about Patrick and it's funny because we're talking about Patrick Nemeth in a completely different light than we are talking about this John Merrill deal, but like Patrick Nemeth was $3 million. Uh, Detroit retained, you know, like Detroit had to retain some salary just to make that deal work. Uh, Patrick Nemeth hasn't had that good of a year. John Merrill has been very, very good this season as like an analytics darling. Uh, and I mean, he can play on special, just like all of those things combined. When you look at what, what uh, Columbus just got for Savard, and I know they're not like the same player, uh, but John Merrill has been playing top four minutes this year and handling them exceptionally well and coming out of them smelling like roses on a very, very, very bad hockey team. And so I, I just overall, I'm disappointed with this. And there is one caveat to that, but Scott, I'll get your, your reaction on that. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think uh i'm i mean i'm not gonna come up here and try and say that i think that i expected a lot more too from merrill i feel like he was kind of a um a borderline like maybe we move him, maybe we don't kind of a piece uh that being said this is another guy on an expiring deal that is what 29 30 mm-hmm. somewhere in that range um i you know, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to say this about the whole roster, but like, again, there's really no point in us keeping him. If but that's the best there was, deal on there the was table, time. then you trade him. You had time. You had time. You had a day. You had over 24 hours for okay. GMs to I, start going. Oh, I, I mean, that's and... fair, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's me putting trust in Steve. I don't think Steve pulls a trigger on this deal. If he thinks that it's possible that he hasn't gone up every possible Avenue of making that deal more. And maybe, maybe that's just me having too much blind faith, but like, I really find it hard to believe that he was just like, Oh, like there, it's not going to get much better than this. I'm not even going to try anybody else. Let's just send them out there. Like, I feel like he probably, I don't know. I, that's just hypothetical. That's not even really worth talking about in my eyes, but like that, I, I don't know. I, Again, there's no point hanging on to him, really. And uh, it's definitely underwhelming. I will I totally agree with that. It's it's in the same light as like J.D. Martinez back in the day, right? Obviously super underwhelming, but also there's no point in trading him. You might as well. I don't know. I think, too, um, what could have gotten Nemeth a bit more, like I guess one more roundup, was because we're retaining salary. So yeah. then – they could For still sure. make more moves, but I guess just with Merrill's salary being what it was, that's all it's worth. But I don't know. That was just a random thought I just had. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's like the caveat that I am giving myself because I, I, I think this might be a denial. Like this might be a symptom of denial 
at the fact that Iserman may have made a less than thrilling trade. Like I, I think on its face, especially if John Merrill goes off to be a great penalty killer for the Canadians in the playoffs, like I think there's a chance that this is like, a, this is not a great deal right now, but it has a chance to be like a pretty bad deal depending on how he performs the rest of the year. Um, but I kind of threw, mean, I guess I, I just don't see, like, it's half a season. Like, I don't see how, how bad could it possibly be? Like, because like, look, what, look what I don't people think it's going to be egregious. Like, he's not, not going to win yes, the Conn like, Smythe trophy. Like, I how, much, how much can he do in half a season? Today? I would, I, I, again, I agree. It's underwhelming and we could have, like, I was expecting more. I'm not trying to say I'm not, but like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think we're going to look back and be like, dang, how did he not get like a second for him? I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, Brian Lashoff got moved for a fourth. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> so the morning of Sunday, Montreal also placed uh, Victor Meat on waivers. And I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, I don't listen I say to Met, I say Mete, but. Mete? I looked it up. Yeah. We'll, we'll call him Mete. Um I, and, I do it, call him whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I, I this is me reading the internet and saying, Well, that's his name, that's home. Go say it forever. Yeah, okay, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like listen to a lot of games with the broadcast on, so I find that that's like a, a pretty big blind spot of mine. Like, I, I think this is a guy that, like, the exact type of guy that Steve Eiserman picks up and waiver claims. And like, if we go back to last deadline when he got Cody Gulabeff, he got Dimitro Timoshov at the deadline. Like, I don't think Steve Eiserman is going to be against making waiver claims by any means. And you look at them, he's a 22-year-old defenseman, had a really nice start to his career, hasn't really found his place in Montreal so far. And he's like the type of guy that you, you take a flyer on and hopefully can work some Stevie Y magic on. Yeah, I think any of those kind of players. Like, that's, that's what – I mean, we did the same thing um, – to an extent, a, a similar thing with juice, right? Like that, I think that's the, that's the kind of player, especially with how many people we are about to, or presume that we're going to unload right now. I, I really don't think, A, I don't think we could be too picky, but B, I, I agree with you. I think that's a, that's a really good fit. And obviously um, we're going to have to plug those holes with somebody. So why not? Yeah. So here's a question for you guys. Is Victor Mate? mate um not the same person that dennis chelowski is uh offensively no, gifted that in his defensive uh would you not want to see lindstrom in that spot would you not want to see uh like, i feel like we have options there already and i i know i said i want them to pick him up but i'm, I'm just kind of throwing that out to you guys as well i think because like of the things that i've like victor is a guy with uh <laughs> like legit NHL experience, like, and he just hasn't worked. This is more akin to maybe an Andreas Athanasiu type of deal where it's like, Hey, this guy has actually proven things at the NHL level. Like outside of a really, really, really hot start to his NHL career, Dennis Chalowski has not done that. Um, and I was actually reading an article from uh, Jay fresh, the analytics guy we've had him on the show before. Uh, and I was reading a, a deep dive on like what happened to him and he said his underlying numbers are among the best in the league for a player in a third pairing role. He profiles as an above average scoring chance driver at both ends of the ice, 
rarely takes penalties and produces offense reasonably well, considering how few minutes he plays overall, this adds up to what would be strong results for a top four defenseman, let alone one whose ice time is so limited as Mete's. Like, I don't, I don't think the Red Wings have that guy. You know what I'm saying? And at that age, at that price point, he's a restricted free agent. You got him under team control. Uh, I don't see how this hurts, assuming that you're not like, and we've, we've kind of talked about like long-term outlook type stuff, the expansion draft, uh, whatever it may be. Like, I don't think I, I I'm at the point now where I'm kind of uh, I, I would be surprised if like Christian juice got protected. And so um, I don't know if I'm just like looking at it, like why not just take a, a couple stabs at these guys, see if you can see anything. And then if nothing else, I mean, sign them for another one year, prove it deal, see what happens. Like, I don't, I don't think it can really hurt in that aspect. Yeah. I think you should just take, I mean, I'm not against taking a chance on any of those kind of players uh, waivers in general, just cl- try and claim everybody. I don't care. Like <laughs> we're going to, again, we're going to have a lot of holes to fill. We're, we're going to be able to give a lot of people opportunities that they wouldn't have had with their original teams. Sure. Like let's see what we have. And some people attack young guys, just you can go ahead and literally claim everybody. I don't care. Like put a claim <laughs> in for everyone. Like I'm totally fine with it for real. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the same for me. Doesn't really. I just hope if we do claim him that he gets more of a chance that Timoshov did or whoever the hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the sure. Timoshov thing, that was like, he's like, all right, so happy to be joining my new team. Boom, goal pandemic. You know, I think he's yeah. over in Europe now, uh, which gives you an idea of just how far things have kind of spiraled yeah. out of control for that poor guy. Uh, bet online folks. Hopefully you didn't bet on Dimitro Timoshov having a successful NHL <laughs> career. Like I did when I bought his young guns, rookie card, Jeez. uh, a few times over during the summer bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA college bat or nope, not college basketball foot, the NBA and the NHL pardon are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows and reality TV. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online even has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today, sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use our promo code locked on that's L O C K E D O N uh, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Aronic with the empty net. He's good at it. He's good at it. He hits it. He's the best at it. It's three to one. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, boys, segment three here, trade deadline day for our beloved Detroit Red Wings. Uh, do we still have hope that there are moves to be made? I guess we'll start there. There are a couple guys. I mean, most of the, the top guys that we thought were going to get traded have not been traded. Uh, Bobby Ryan, I think went out on Friday. Was that Friday? The news came out that he would have, uh, that he would not be playing for the rest of the season. So that kind of served as a, a pretty big hit, but on the Luke Glendening and Jonathan Bernier front, very, very quiet. Uh, Colorado was pegged as a potential suitor for Jonathan Bernier. They go out and they get Devin Dubnik. Toronto was pegged as a potential suitor for Jonathan Bernier. They went out tonight and got a uh, big save Dave, Riddick from uh, Calgary. So they're probably out of the running. There's not a lot of teams left 
who are in desperate need for a goaltender. Wow. Okay. David Riddick just goes there. Then to give us some light as to why Merrill only got a fifth, the Sens acquired a seventh round draft pick from the Islanders in exchange for Brighton Coburn. Yeah. So just zero market for yeah. bottom defensemen. Well, hey, good for uh, good for Jarmo Kekalainen over in Columbus for getting what he did uh, for Dennis Savard, and also Dennis Savard, the the Blue Jackets. Speaking of them, they get a first rounder for Nick Foligno from Toronto. That was pretty crazy. I think Scott might be. What's up, Jeff Carter to Pittsburgh? Oh wow! Whoa! There you go. Hey. Live trade, folks. Wow! 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 They had a deal in place earlier for Nick Delorier, and then. Uh, everybody was like losing their mind. And then Delorier just like got put back in the lineup and then wow. played the game. And then, so yeah. Pittsburgh. Wow. What does that is tell there, us about what LA is, is kind of taking um, their stance as? I, I mean, just get younger by any means, by any means, I would imagine. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Uh, LA will be retaining salary on Carter and receiving a couple of conditional picks. Nothing, no significant like wow. hardcore word there yet, but interesting. Um, and Luke Lendenning has not garnered any attention as well. Although uh, there, yet. there are a lot of moving pieces to be filled with this Taylor Hall deal. Not that I think Taylor Hall getting moved has anything to do with Luke Lendenning, but I think a lot of teams are probably concentrating a lot on trying to get this Taylor Hall deal done. Uh, and, um, you know, that, that could be taking up some of their attention right now. Like the top two teams who we or two of the top teams who we had kind of pegged for Luke Lendenning was Edmonton and Boston. And they're both kind of going all in. They're like the two teams who are being named right now. Uh, I have a funny tweet here from Kim Jong oil. Uh, he says, in case Oilers fans do not already realize what's going to happen. Step one, Hall gets traded to a really shitty team for nothing. Step two, Oilers fans realize we could have given up more to get him. Step three, Holland announces we got Luke Lendenning. The Oilers, <laughs> for whatever reason, are like refusing to give up any draft picks of any kind, which is hilarious. Like, I, I wonder if this is like uh, Ken Holland trauma from like um, – like, you know, when like you grow up poor and like you're like everything is like money managed or something like that. And then like you grow up and you get a bunch of money and then you just you're rich and you just blow it on everything because you have no concept of, uh, you know, having that much money or right. like something along those lines. That is basically what I think is happening to Ken Holland is he made all these deals in Detroit uh, during those last couple of years and they came back to bite him in the ass. And now he's like super hesitant to pull the trigger, which, hey. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> hey, I mean, by the way, thanks for nothing. <laughs> kind of, kind of weird though. That I, you've got Dreisaitl and McDavid, and they cannot add anybody of significance to get them over the hump. Wow. And, and they, and so this is the what? one kind of caveat to that. I would say is that they are up against the cap right now. Like if they move any, like if they bring in uh, a new team trainer like they're gonna have to move somebody out to get out of the cap uh but next year they have like 24 million dollars in cap space heading into the offseason so maybe it's like this idea of hey just be patient and i will go out and get you your horses i don't really know um i was reading earlier that that the reason why edmonton 
might not or might be a little uh, hesitant to pull the triggers because they want something with long term. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that would be really interesting if Taylor Hall came back to Edmonton and then signed a long term deal. That would be wild. It would be uh, it'd be hilarious, to be honest. Um, but I. I. I don't know. I, I don't want to just repeat what's already been said, but it is insane to me how they how can you refuse to move pick? You have two corner. You have cornerstones. You have two people that should be able to take you MVP you, candidates, right? Two, literally two. And you are refusing to get rid of anything, any future asset to make you better right now. That is absurd to me. That is, I, that is unbelievable. I saw a uh, tweet earlier. It was like the year is 2031. Oilers fans are thinking to themselves, man, we have, <laughs> we built ourselves such a great team by drafting. Well, but unfortunately, we just don't have that those superstar two that we need to get us over the hump. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe that, that might it's be just, the way this it, is going. It's but again, so like again, they have twenty four million dollars in cap space next summer for sure. I, I, I want to change the subject up on you guys. Yeah, but yes. what are your thoughts on Biega and DeKaiser being on, put on waivers? That is like not that doesn't. Really yeah, matter. no, but that's Biega's five million dollars like that three could games be on and off the books. <laughs> That's true. Well that's true. That's true. That's true. I was thinking more of DeKaiser's money being off the table for a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that has something to do with that. I guess I don't really see it. Oh, another thing on the Jonathan Bernier front that we should know is – He's uh, toast now that Redick is in Toronto, right? I don't think he's well, getting moved now. Well, Washington maybe because Hank said he's not coming back. Um, and they need some goaltending. Philly? Where? Maybe. Philly, possibly. Philly. And I was even thinking, mm-hmm. uh, maybe why not Tampa Bay? Philly just lost like, to Buffalo Like, do you really want to go – into the playoffs with Curtis McElhaney as your backup. Why isn't Tampa Bay need a goalie? Like, I understand they have a Vesna winner, but like, what if something happens to him? It's fair. You know, I don't know. Just, just kind of kicking that around. Cause they have no goaltending depth at all. They have the opposite of goaltending depth as demonstrated by your Detroit Red Wings. Oh, we should touch on, uh, <laughs> this is, all right, here's the deal. We're going to wrap up this trade deadline talk. Uh, keep it stay. Stay tuned, folks. Who's gonna Who's gonna move? No, no, like bigger piece for the Red Wings has gotten moved yet. I'm really hoping they can add a, at least like a second round pick in some way. Uh, I don't have a ton of hopes that that's going to happen. I don't even have a ton of hope that uh the Red Wings are going to make a deal on deadline day. So I guess we'll we'll wrap up with your thoughts on that. I mean, I just think that um, I. Man, I've said it a million times. I there are so many people on this team. It does not make sense for them to be on the roster after tomorrow. And and we've proven clearly with the Merrill deal that like we're willing to take kind of a, for lack of a better term, disappointing return if there's no purpose in keeping. You were going to say take an L. And you I wasn't. Yourself. I wasn't. I wasn't. I see. Like I just you. So just do it. Just. Clearly, you've you've proven that you're okay with just getting rid of people to get rid of them. If you're not getting good offer, obviously work the phones, you know, try and get something. But if it's not happening, I don't care. Just send people away. There is no point for so many of these people to be on this team after tomorrow. Just just let it fly. We can use all the assets, even if they're all 
sixth and seventh rounders. We can turn three sevenths into a sixth and slowly work our way up. I don't care. That's what we'll I figure it out later. 21. Just grab. Yeah. Right. Just grab, just get assets, man. Just, just let it fly. I, I just want activity, I guess. Yeah, I'm down. That's I'm, I'm fine with that. It's for my, um, pick sake i did keep the picks under three three and a half so i mean if that's it that's yeah it. Nice yep. solid plus two for me i'm good yep. with that i don't mm-hmm. want to do a goddamn tiktok dance my <laughs> girlfriend's been trying to make me do those dances for a year and a half now and i'm not doing it i haven't done it and if she sees that i had to do it for a bet it's that's so so that's so when, when this weekend. was when this was all brought up I said they like they were like I don't want to do a TikTok dance. Ethan's not gonna be okay with that, and I'm like I was like no, guys, 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 <laughs> guys, guys. Ethan is a TikTok star. I've seen it. I yeah yeah yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You know what <laughs> I'm talking a little about. Bit, maybe a little bit. A little side uh, eye. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> like shit. Uh, so yeah, go back <laughs> to Friday's to episode. Dance. We laid out the stakes. We made our bold predictions, and then Tuesday, somebody is going to have to face the music um, on that front. So, one last thing before we before we head out here is Mark Stahl. Ethan pointed out if that's a return that Mark Stahl or that John Merrill got, I don't think Mark Stahl is getting moved, and I'm 100 agree with that. And I I kind of just want to leave it there. Um, yeah. Because that just it is what it is. We're yeah. we're we're stuck with Mark Stahl to the end of the year, and that's not even like the worst thing in the world. Like when, honestly, when was the last time that Mark Stahl made you anywhere near like as infuriated as he did within the first month of the season? Like it's been a long time. Oh yeah, no, he's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. Okay. So, uh, it, it also like okay. again for the trade that that had to happen for us to acquire him. This, if we weren't able to move him for any reason, that would be one a massive fleece by Iserman. Like we literally took him on to get a draft pick. Like it was just a salary dump because we had cap room that yeah. like we had no intentions of ever being able to flip him anyway. So like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um all right boys. Well we will check back in with you tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe. Make sure it's the first thing waiting for you when you wake up each and every morning. Follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Red Wings and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.